you look at that? Another five-hour KM to AM. Keith McPherson checking in for the night. March 8th. It's a Wednesday in the middle of the week. Starting the second week of March. Daylight savings time is approaching. The weather is unpredictable. I'm a little under the weather. Bear with me. We'll get through a five-hour show just fine. There's plenty to go over. No hoops on tonight, but that's okay. We're talking football. The NFL is king. I mean, obviously, there's NBA games on. There's March Madness on. We'll keep an eye on those things. But as far as your New York Knicks, the streak ended. Another streak continues for the Brooklyn Nets. And the focus still remains on Aaron Rodgers. And at this point, they have to get this done. Yesterday, I was reading the article about Woody Johnson, Rob Sala, Nathaniel Hackett, their whole crew going to Malibu, going going back, back to Cali to try and get Aaron Rodgers to be a Jet. The article said, according to flight records, the Jets departed Morristown Municipal Airport at 940 yesterday morning, landed at Camarillo Airport at 1249 Pacific Time. That is where the group picked up Rogers. Then they flew to Los Angeles and were scheduled to fly back to New Jersey overnight and land today, this morning. Well, I hope they had enough time because at this point, this has to happen, right? This is the most that we've gotten from the Aaron Rodgers part of it. He's open to playing for the Jets. He has spoken to the Jets. They went to meet him. No other team is meeting him right now. There's no mystery team, we think. So all the Jets fans and all the Jets organization and all the you know Jets faithful right now are riding on the fact that they think Aaron Rodgers is their guy. This has to happen. This has to get done, and they can't let this drag out. The new league year approaches next Wednesday, a week from today, March 15th. Things are happening in the league. Obviously, the franchise tag just passed and the combine happened. So the Jets have to get this done because if they don't get this done, this is going to be another LOL Jets, same old Jets type of moment. And I don't know if Aaron Rodgers understands the weight of the situation for Jets fans. The players are recruiting him on Twitter, Conklin. Sauce Gardner starting a YouTube channel. He said he's going to burn the cheese head that he got in Lambeau on YouTube. Said he won't pick Aaron Rodgers off in practice. They're all lobbying for this guy. I'm waiting to see a tweet from Zach Wilson. Does he tweet? Zach Wilson once said that he was going to make it hell for whatever veteran quarterback they bring in here. But that's his idol. That's his guy. So here's what we need Zach Wilson to do. Call up your uncle at JetBlue. We need to get another plane. Let's get another group together to go entice Aaron Rodgers to come to East Rutherford, come to Florham Park, and be the quarterback of the Jets. We need another plane. We need another group. Zach Wilson, hook it up, man. We need to send Fireman Ed. We need to send our very own Joe Beningo and Evan Roberts. Craig probably doesn't want to go. We need to send Adam Sandler, Larry David. We need to send, I don't know, J-Lo, Johnny Ice Cream, all of the Jets fan Justice League to save the day and convince Aaron Rodgers to come here and be the savior. There's no other options. Unless you consider Lamar Jackson. I mean, 
Lamar Jackson would be a very good second option if it gets there. I think we should talk about that tonight. We will. I was on last night, and we talked about a few things, specifically Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is signed, sealed, delivered, and I'm happy for Daniel Jones. You don't have to be a Giants fan to understand this. I see so many other fans online in the you know NFL spaces talking about, oh, they overpaid him. Oh, Daniel Jones sucks. He got so much money. That stupid number 15, 15 touchdowns, 15 touchdowns. Well, we heard 48 million. I said, no way are they giving him 48 million. We heard 45 million. 40 is where it was at, and the devil's in the details. I do have the details of the contract. We'll go over that at some point tonight. But Daniel Jones and and this contract is good. It's good for the Giants. The Giants won yesterday. I think we should all be good with that. Giants fans should be good with that. Saquon Barkley is tagged. Daniel Jones is your quarterback for the near future. The cap hit is $18.5 million this next season versus $32.4 million that we thought it could be with the franchise tag. Joe Shane and Daniel Jones met the media today. And I like that Joe Shane said this. Because when, uh, you know, you look at this cap hit, this 18.5, they they have moves to make. There was a lot of talk about, okay, if you pay Daniel Jones all of that, how are you going to get him help? He said, we're not shopping for minimum players anymore. Hello? Year one of the rebuild, that's one of the best rebuilds all time in year one. Now they're looking for talent. Now they're not trying to get it done with less. Now they're trying to fill out a roster that overachieved. And Daniel Jones is the leader of that roster, and he's a good guy. I heard people talking about how he was monotone and he didn't seem so excited today. Bro, what? Who cares? He wasn't pumped up on Zoom. You know why? Because you're interrupting his workout or his film session. They asked him where he was. When he found out about the contract, he was in the facility. I wouldn't be surprised if this guy was there the whole time through these negotiations. I told you he doesn't strike me as the type to hold out. He doesn't strike me as the type to be all about himself. But business is business. He hired the right people, and they got the deal done. The Giants won, and they're going to keep winning. They're going to get better players, and they're going to keep figuring it out. Joe, Joe Shane said that they met in person nine straight days. It came down to the wire. It got dicey in, in the end, around 3, 3.30 before the deadline. They didn't know if they were going to get it done, but they did get it done. And Daniel Jones deserves it. Why, why can't we celebrate when the good guys win? Why can't we celebrate when the good guys get paid? This guy was in the same place that you found him in the bye week. When other guys were going to party, going to Mexico, he was working. That's the guy you pay. That's the guy that deserves it. I don't care if he's monotone. He's vanilla Vic. He's vanilla. He's plain. That's the right guy. <clears throat> Sorry. That's the right guy to lead your franchise. I'm trying not to cough in the mic. I said I'm a little under the weather. I'm fine, though. I think it's allergies. It's just the weather is different every day. You don't know what to do out here. Do I wear a jacket? Do I wear a hoodie? Should I have a hat on my head? Anyway, Daniel Jones, I'm proud of Daniel Jones. This kid just gets dragged through the mud from being drafted and booed, from being booed at Yankee Stadium to even now when he gets his payday, everybody's talking about he doesn't deserve it. (coughs) He's going to go earn it. The kid wants to win. He said he's thrilled to be back. That's enough for me. That's all you need to know. He's a good guy. I'm rooting for all the good guys to win. There's despicable guys in the NFL making bank. 
People want to attack Daniel Jones because of the Lamar Jackson situation. Blame Deshaun Watson. Blame the Browns for Deshaun. Blame the Browns for Lamar Jackson's situation and Deshaun Watson's guaranteed contract. Daniel Jones earned his payday, and I think he deserves a little bit extra for being a good guy, staying out of trouble, being a solid leader, a good man, a good teammate, and a good captain. And from one $40 million a year captain to another, Aaron Judge spoke today. And if you just heard Big Mac, now we're cooking, folks. Judge dropped the gavel today. Case closed on Anthony Volpe. My guy Ray Negron will join me at 8.30 to talk Yankees baseball and Anthony Volpe specifically. And can we keep it to Anthony Volpe? P, not pay. I know. Anthony Volpe. I know you want to say pay, but it's P. Anthony Volpe, a young legend. This kid will be 22 April 28th. And he, he might be on his way up here right after that. Judge today did not have to do this, but this is what a captain does. This is what a leader does. This is what a veteran does that went through his own situation. He came out and he said this about Anthony Volpe. And I know you heard it, but I'm going to read it again in case some people are just tuning in to my show. He said, I think he's got all the makeup tools. He checks a lot of boxes defensively, offensively. He's got the speed. My thing has always been, if you're the best player, it shouldn't matter your age. You should be helping the New York Yankees. That's Aaron Judge, your captain, the 16th captain of the New York Yankees, who's focused on winning this year and wants all the talent around him to secure the next World Series. We're looking for 28. It doesn't matter if you're 21 or 22. And we know that at some point, Anthony Volpe is going to be up here. I don't expect him to be on the opening day roster. Business is business. Brian Cashman, I know that you want him to graduate from AAA. But this kid's going to go down there and he's going to ball again. We saw him at the end of the year when Peraza came up. He's going to go down and crush it in AAA again and force your hand. So everybody be patient. It's going to happen. This season, the Volpe era will begin in the Bronx. Other than that, man, talking about the Mets, not baseball-wise. I know Pete Alonzo in the World Baseball Classic. Let's talk about the Mets promotional giveaways. They're insane. I was going through these giveaways today. This might be the all-time best promotion for any sport team. So let's start with the Howie Rose bobblehead. Put it in the books. He's got a stack of books, and it, it's a sound bobblehead like the John and Susan bobblehead. So there's going to be some catchphrases. Put it in the books. I, I think that's a legendary bobblehead. Every Mets fan is going to be showing up Wednesday, May 31st, to try and get that when the Mets face the Phillies. But then... I look through their giveaways. There's a lot of swag and merch and wearable things. Not just hats, but like Pete Alonzo sunglasses. Pete Alonzo's Neo sunglasses. You can get a fresh pair of sunglasses with the Mets logo on the side. You can get an orange bucket hat. They have a basketball jersey, New York 23. They have a football jersey. That's a Mets-inspired football jersey with a 23 on it. If you're a Jordan guy like I am, why would you not go get those 23? It's the year 23. I'm a bobblehead guy. I collect all the bobbleheads at Yankee Stadium in the last few years. I need this Starling Marte-inspired Black Panther Wakanda Forever bobblehead. It's sweet. And it's smart. They put these promotions on days where I guess it's slower. Mondays, Wednesdays. City Field is going to be packed. They have a huge 
scoreboard and uh, Steve Cohen's following through on his word to make that place a better place for the fans, a better experience for the fans. There's a glow-in-the-dark ghost fork ball. What is that? Like, a, a ghost fork ball? I understand the pitch. They didn't have a picture of it. But that's a good giveaway as well. I just want to see what it looks like. It's a glow-in-the-dark wiffle ball with a fork in it? Like, what's that? A bunch of other dope giveaways. The Yankees better step it up. We know the Yankees are going to roll out their bobbleheads, but they better have some swag, some stuff that we can wear. And we're going to talk baseball, of course. World Baseball Classic was on when I was on last night. Uh, right when my show started at 11, we watched the Netherlands and Cuba. And I heard Evan talk about the difference without the pitch clock. It is noticeable. Just like that, folks, we've adjusted. Now, I think most baseball fans prefer watching games with the pitch clock. Today, I watched Garrett Cole pitch. Yay, good job, Garrett Cole. The pitch clock is here to stay, and it has changed the game in the most positive way. Aaron Judge was in left field. Oswaldo Cabrera in center field. Who knows what's going to happen? I feel like the Yankees have so many guys. I'm just pumped to see what they end up doing with all of these guys. We'll talk about it. And if you listened to me last night in the 1 o'clock hour, I know a lot of people listening now are not up at 1 to 2 a.m., but some of you are. We got into a discussion about MLB ballparks and baseball and and how unique ballparks are such an important part of baseball and how much you just love baseball trips. And now we're walking into a season where everybody plays everybody. So there's going to be some more, you know, chances for you to go see the Mets or the Yankees in ballparks they don't usually play in. Tim Kelly put together a 2023 MLB stadium rankings for Odyssey Sports. Fenway Park was number one. I've never been there. And Ring Central Coliseum in Oakland. Oakland Coliseum was 30th. I've never been there. Don't plan on ever going there. But we had a good conversation for about an hour with fans calling in, telling their stories about where they've been, how many ballparks they've been to, where they're trying to get to next. And uh, we'll get into that discussion again tonight. If you were on last night and you tried to call in and my show ended at 2 before I could get to you, you can call up. And uh, we'll have some more of those baseball discussions as we get closer to opening day. 877-337-6666. Keith McPherson on the fan, taking your calls, talking through all the sports stories and topics, conversations. It's a five-hour KM to AM. Let's hit this break, and I'll be right back. Keith McPherson on the fan, checking back in. Uh, Spent the whole break blowing my nose. Sorry. It is what it is. Uh, let's get back to the conversations at hand, the sports talk. I've got plenty of topics to hit through this five hours, but we'll hit the most important topics first, which are Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, Daniel Jones and the Giants, and then we'll get into more of the Mets talk, the Yankees talk, World Baseball Classic, spring training stuff. Uh, we'll look around the league, and uh, we'll also hit on the Knicks and Nets as well. They're off tonight, but there's still stories around both teams, more so around the Nets, and uh, we'll get there, but... I feel like this is the show daily, weekly, uh, where you can call and get in. Like, you can call and get on the air and get your thoughts off, your takes off, ask questions. And uh, I enjoy doing this, and I enjoy connecting with you and talking to you. You can also tweet at me at Keith McPherson if you use Twitter, but I understand a lot of you don't. So 877-337-6666, the traditional way to reach us down here at the station. Let's start the show off with Brady in Jersey City. What's up, Brady? What's going on, Keith? How you doing? All right, man. Thanks for checking in. 
Keith, I, I love the intro, bro. As a fellow Yankee fan, I don't think anybody, I don't know if I've heard anybody tell you, I just love hearing your intro. It gets me hyped, you know, for the show, for the Yankees, you know, a little remix. I yeah, like it. That, wanted, so that beat. Tell you that off the draft. People always ask me about that beat, and uh, Mr. Encore, one of my friends, he's a producer, I had him flip the, uh, obviously, Frank Sinatra, New York, New York beat in 2019. Yeah. I thought we were going to go to the World Series and I had this whole rap and song that I was going to record, and we ended up losing in game six of the ALCS. But I kept the beat, and then, you know, it became my little intro on WFA. And if the Yankees ever get back to the World Series, I will rap over it. Love it. Love it, bro. Love it. Um, on to the Yankees. Uh, quick point Yankees, quick point Giants. On to the Yankees. Um, the Anthony Volpe thing, you know, like, Judge, said, Judge didn't need to say that. He said that, I mean... If if they give us anybody else but him, man, I just I, I don't know what I'm gonna do. This kid is it. He looks it. He is it. And and if they tell us anything else, they just you know I'm starting to think they think we're stupid. I mean, I, I feel the same way as a lot of people. <laughs> they then, do, they <laughs> do think we're stupid. You see you see Josh Donaldson getting at bats. You see Josh Donaldson still on the team. Aaron Hicks, like they do think we're stupid. Yeah, I mean it's just it's crazy. But I mean everybody knows what I'm saying. And I, as far as the Giants, you know just. I, I really think they won the day yesterday. Like you said, he's a leader. I heard your intro. Um, I, I, that's the same way I feel. I mean, he, he's just, if you're going to be mad at anybody, be mad at the Sean, like you said, he is what you want to build your team around. They, they, they signed him. The deal isn't the 40 million a year. Everybody thought they locked him up. They got some options. He's got some options and they tag Saquon. I mean, you couldn't have asked for anything better than that. And that, you know, that's just, I, I think they won the day yesterday. Agreed. I uh, don't have to be a Giants fan to look at the situation and see that they came out on top. All things considered, it could have went a lot differently. Yes, yes. But cool, man. Keith, appreciate you. Thanks for taking the call. Thanks for the call, Brady. Uh, let's see, a few things. I mean, you know, going back to Deshaun Watson and the whole situation with Lamar, it just happened that it was franchise tag deadline day, and the Ravens placed the franchise tag on Lamar, and in their negotiation tactics, they're basically saying, hey, let's see what you are out here. There's talk of collusion. There's talk of these NFL owners not wanting to give out guaranteed contracts. I'm sure they're all mad at the Browns. I'm mad at the Browns. I can't root for Deshaun Watson. Uh, it is International Women's Day. It's Women's Month. I have a ton of respect for women. I was raised by a woman. I have a little sister. I spend all my time with my wife. And uh, Deshaun Watson, last year, uh, amidst a suspension one, um, legal trouble, 20-plus lawsuits against him for forcing himself on women that were working that thought that they were coming into, uh, you know what, you know the story. I don't even want to get into it. But, like, last year there were multiple teams, the whole NFC South, the, the, the Saints, the Falcons, the Panthers, they were all in on Deshaun Watson, and then, boom, here comes the Browns, got our guy, Largest contract with guaranteed money in NFL history. They reset the quarterback market out of nowhere because they're the Cleveland Browns. But that was okay. I think that's super bogus, right? A guy like Deshaun Watson gets rewarded. And then fast forward a year later, people are talking down on a very good contract. I told you they were going to finesse. They were going to finagle that contract. It wasn't going to be just, oh, here's all the money. But it's a good contract for the Giants and for Daniel Jones. And I don't think they mind paying him a little bit extra because they didn't pick up his option. 
I don't think they mind paying him a little bit extra because they see his work ethic. They see he's a good guy. You're never going to hear about Daniel Jones the way you heard about Deshaun Watson. So with Lamar Jackson's situation, and I see people trying to make it a race thing too, it's crazy. Lamar Jackson's situation is more tied to Deshaun Watson by a lot than Daniel Jones. The Giants locked up their guy. He's worth $40 million a year to them, and it's not $40 million a year. I'll go through the contract details in a second. But I just remember last year, thinking about Deshaun Watson, these guys were bidding on Deshaun Watson knowing he was going to get suspended. He, knowing he missed a year, he wouldn't be the same, and knowing he could potentially miss this past season. And what, he gets suspended some, like, 11 games, and uh, he comes back, and I don't know. It just doesn't sit right with me. This Daniel Jones situation does sit right with me. He's a kid that has fought and has overcome and has battled adversity, and now he is a rich man, and they can get out of that contract in two years. It's not a binding contract. The kid deserves the money, man. He he went out there and proved it. And for Lamar Jackson, let's see what happens with the league. Let's see how valuable he is. He's already won an MVP. He's in his prime. I have no problems with him not coming back to play for the Ravens. I don't think he quit on his team. It's business. He represents himself. I think right now he should be talking to athletes first. I think right now he should have somebody else picking up the phone to talk to potential teams. I thought it was nuts yesterday, the amount of teams that came out to say they weren't interested. Let me go back to my notes from last night when I was on. Field Yates put out a tweet saying that the Falcons, Dolphins, Panthers, Commanders, and Raiders will all not be pursuing Lamar Jackson. Those teams, the Falcons... With Desmond Ritter, the Dolphins with Skylar Thompson, I, I can't I can't bank on Tua. Uh, I know he's there, but the Panthers? Come on, yo. The Panthers are about to run Sam Darnold out there. They signed Baker Mayfield last year. P.J. Walker, shout out to Elizabeth, New Jersey. P.J. Walker was playing for the Panthers. The Commanders are relying on Sam Howe. They signed Carson Wentz last year. Taylor Heineke was their starting quarterback. And the Raiders? who played Jarrett Stidham at the end of the season, gave up on Derek Carr. These teams are in quarterback hell. They're not interested in Lamar Jackson? Well, if Aaron Rodgers is the 1A for the Jets, Lamar Jackson should be 1B. If uh, this thing doesn't go through with the uh, Jet Blue second plane going out there with Adam Sandler and Johnny Ice Cream and the uh, Jet fan super friends, then, all right, we need to focus in on... Lamar Jackson, because this guy that I I had a tweet that I put out January 16th. I said, hey, if the relationship is beyond repair in Baltimore, bring Lamar Jackson to the New Jersey Jets. And I'm seeing rumors out there about potentially like the 49ers being interested in Lamar Jackson. If the 49ers get game over, if the 49ers get Lamar Jackson and pair him with all the talent that they have and the defense they have game over. I would like to see it. I'd rather be able to see Lamar Jackson play in MetLife Stadium 20 minutes from my house. A report came out today that the Texans say 49ers QB Jimmy Garoppolo is on their radar. So there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of smoke signals going out there too, right? But Jimmy Garoppolo is potentially an option for Robert Sala and the Jets. He may come off the board. But a lot of smoke signals, like we're, we're going into the new league year. The combine is over. Tags have been made. And as we're going into free agency in the new league year, we're going to see what happens before the draft. But what I'll tell you is what people say and what they do are two different things, two completely different things. 
Dave is in Connecticut on the fan. Hello, Dave. Hey, what's going on, Keith, man? Great show. Love it. Thanks, man. Thanks for calling in. Hey, I, the whole Danny Jones thing, like, I get what you're saying. The Giants got a good deal. He's a good guy. He deserves it. Whatever happened about paying a guy for a body of work? Like, I think you got every bit of a chance he's going to regress and have a bad year this year. It's, everybody acts like he's a guarantee to improve and get better. Like, uh, where don't we need, like, a body of work to make that call? I, I understand. I understand a lot of times you pay guys for what they did, not what they're going to do. But in this situation, this is a new regime that came in and they didn't pick up his option and they put him to the test. I'll never forget hearing. I heard it on WFA and I think it might have been Tiki and Tierney's show that they told the defense the plays they were running to make it harder on Daniel Jones in practice. And he fought through that and just kept coming. And then this is a guy that, you know, really locked in and he didn't turn over the ball this year. This is a guy that really locked in and became a winner, led them to the playoffs, led them to a playoff win. When Saquon took a step back, he's throwing to Isaiah Hodgins. This is a guy that did it behind one of the worst offensive lines and one of the worst receiving groups in the NFL. I think he deserves the money. Yeah, well, listen, they don't really have a lot of choice, and I get that. I just think, man, you got there's a good chance this is the the ceiling for the guy, or he doesn't even have a repeat year. No, this is earlier. He's 25 years old. And he's one of the few guys that has like more starts than touchdowns in the last. I know, but if you look at those starts and you look at Joe Judge and Pat Shermer and uh, Jason Garrett and I don't know, they're all these different coordinators he's had. It was an uphill battle for the guy. Thanks for the call, Dave. Mike Kafka is going to be one of the most sought out head coaches after this next coming season. He's going to have another year. An offseason. They're working right now. If I'm a Giants fan, and I'm not. (laughs) I'm not a Giants fan at all. But if I'm a Giants fan, I'm happy about what just went down. I'm not looking at it like, oh, this is too much money. This doesn't cripple you. This doesn't stop you from doing anything. This doesn't, uh, the franchise tag would have hurt. If I'm a Giants fan, I'm glad that they paid the guy that's a gym rat. That's always working out. Always in the facility. He's setting the example for the rest of the guys. I know you guys don't realize it, but playing quarterback is the hardest position in football, maybe in all of sports. There's a ton that you have to know. There's a ton that you have to be able to physically do. And there's a ton of pressure that you have to just deal with. And this guy doesn't blink. He's the same all the time. He's consistent. Consistency is key. And like I said, this regime didn't pick up his option. They wanted to see what he was about. And he passed that test. They could have been paying him $22 million on that fifth-year option. They had to find out. But blame the Giants. Blame the Giants for not getting this guy in at that sixth overall pick, which I know Dave Gettleman is somewhere smiling. Because on, on his way out, they said how bad he was and what a terrible job he did. He laid the foundation. He, he picked Daniel Jones. He was in full-bloom love with Daniel Jones. He picked Saquon Barkley. No matter what, Saquon Barkley. He found Andrew Thomas, Dexter Lawrence. There's other guys mixed in there as well, Xavier McKinney. With Daniel Jones, he's a leader. I think he's respected. Saquon Barkley came out right away on Twitter and congratulated him. I I think he's the right guy for New York, for the Giants. And what I expect is this next season, them to open up the playbook. How do you open up the playbook with Isaiah Hodgins and Richie James and Darius Lane? You don't. You have to go get 
a number one, a true number one. And fix that offensive line a little bit. And get some guys on defense, some better players on defense. They're going to do that. Shane came out and said, we're not we're not looking for minimum players. They're looking for talent. They're going to compete. The schedule's going to be a little bit tougher. But remember, in the beginning of the year last year, they were conservative. Brian Dable chewed Daniel Jones out in that first game for, you know, against the, tit- uh, the Titans for throwing an interception. Like, we're not turning the ball over in the red zone. You absolutely can't do that. This is a guy that I've watched, and I just think Daniel Jones is uh, a hard worker. He's an athlete. He runs the ball. He throws the ball. You get him some weapons that can take a five-yard slant to the house. You get him some weapons that can get separation, right? I think I read last last season that his receivers had, like, the lowest separation. Well, that's the whole thing in the, in the NFL. You need receivers that can beat man coverage, that can beat zone, that can beat the guy in front of him, get open and make plays, yards after catch. It can't all be on Daniel Jones, but you know what? They're paying him the money like it is going to all be on Daniel Jones but they're not going to just put it on his shoulders. I'm a Cowboys fan. I watched what happened with Dak Prescott, a fourth-round pick that Jerry Jones completely fumbled his contract, franchise-tagged him twice, and then paid a running back first (laughs) and paid Jalen Smith. Giants fans know Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith drafted Jalen Smith in the second round when he couldn't play, where doctors were saying that he wasn't going to ever be able to play again. They paid Jalen Smith before they paid Dak Prescott. They played paid DeMarcus Ware before they paid Dak Prescott. And then you end up, right now, as the Dallas Cowboys looking at your quarterback who threw 15 interceptions, the same amount of touchdowns that Daniel Jones threw, he's a $49 million cap hit this year. Giants fans demanded that the Giants go and get football people, not family. The Dallas Cowboys are being run by family, like a family business internally. The Giants now have Joe Shane and Brian Dable. They're passing every test. They're not failing. So don't question their decision-making. I, I think you're going to be better than all right. Philip is in Jamaica, Queens. What's up, Philip? You're on the fan. Hello. Hey, thank you uh, for taking my call. It's always great to talk to you. I want to make one quick devil's point, and I want to – mainly talking about the Giants. My quick devil's point, I'm the one who's been calling the Devils needed to trade for goaltender. You can have all the scoring and the greatest defense in the world, but if you don't have that goalie who's going to be hot in the playoffs, then you're not going to go anywhere because a goalie could steal, could steal many games. Yeah, yeah. Um, we talked about Vitek Vanacek last night, Mackenzie Blackwood, Schmid, like, uh, you know, I think the Devils know they're going to rely on their defensive guys. And, you know, it is what it is. The deadline uh, was about a week ago. So they got to rock with who they got. Yeah, exactly. I was disappointed. I know they picked up Meyer, but I was disappointed they, they didn't get a goalie. So, yeah, well, but, we got who we got well, now. Yeah. But my main point's about the Giants. I want to make a point. And I'm not, I know Daniel Jones deserve to get all the money that he can. But one reason, most of the goal, not just money, is to win the Super Bowl. And Tom Brady, one reason why he was so good. Wait, wait, wait. Are you about to, are you about to compare Tom Brady and him taking less money after he had multiple Super Bowls over a decade in the NFL to J- Daniel Jones getting his first contract? Yeah, I am. But if Daniel Jones did the team-friendly contract, they, the Giants could spend more money this way they could build a better team around him. 
Not that he they can't do it now, but that's what Brady's did. You understand my point? Yeah, thanks, Phil. Um, appreciate your call and the the devil's talk, but I, I'm I'm not going for the Tom Brady team. For, what are we talking about, bro? Daniel Jones is supposed to do the Giants favors. He's been dragged through the mud. They've made it harder on him. It's business. He's supposed to do the Giants' favors. He's 25. Tom Brady was taking uh, less when he was 35, after he made his money, after he married Giselle, after he had multiple Super Bowl rings. Tom Brady knew that he wanted to be the GOAT. He was chasing Jordan. He was chasing Ariana Grande seven rings. He was taking less because he knew he needed talent around him. Daniel Jones needs to secure the money for himself and his family, and now he has some generational wealth. The signing bonus was $36 million. The 2023 base salary, $9.5 million guaranteed. 2023 workout bonus, half a million, fully guaranteed. Then in 2024, his base salary is $35.5 million, fully guaranteed. In 2024, he gets a workout bonus of half a million again. 2025, his base salary will be $30 million, $23 million of which is guaranteed for injury at signing and $12 million of which converts to fully guaranteed at the start of the 2024 league year. In 2025, his workout bonus is half a million. In 2026, he's got an off-season roster bonus of $1 million due at the start of the league year. In 2026, his base salary is $46 million, non-guaranteed. He also gets the workout bonus in that year of half a million. The deal has a base value of $160 million over four years with a caveat. The deal has $82 million fully guaranteed at signing and a practical guarantee of $94 million. The contract also includes $70 million in available incentives and a maximum payout of $35 million. Jones will earn $1 million in incentives and $1 million escalator each year for being in the top 15 of quarterbacks. He can earn $1.5 million in incentives and $1.5 million escalator in each year for being a top 10 quarterback. He can earn another $1.5 million in incentives and $1.5 million escalator each year for being a top 5 quarterback. That's $4 million in incentives and $4 million in escalators if he's a top 5 quarterback at any given season. He also gets playoff incentives. Add another $5 million in incentives and another $5 million escalators in the playoffs. This is from Pro Football Focus, Pro Football uh, Talk, actually. There, you guys got to realize, like, I, there, you can get this information. You can get the details. So to say that he needs to take a team-friendly contract, he did. But he also got his payday. It's a negotiation. Both sides won. And I think the Giants have more to do, and their team will be better uh, as far as the roster next year. 877-337-6666. Taking more of your calls right after this. All right. I feel a little better now. Now that we're in the flow of the show. Keith McPherson on the fan. This is KM to AM, a five-hour sports talk program where we talk sports. You call. You give me your thoughts. I give you my takes. We share opinions. We can agree or we can agree to disagree, whichever one. And uh, right now we're really talking Daniel Jones, but there's plenty to go over. We'll get into the Knicks later on. We'll get into the Nets later on. We'll definitely talk Yankees Coming up, I would say the uh, the Yankees talk is on deck. And uh, let's get back to the phones. As we're talking about Daniel Jones, I just think this, and, and I'll say this because I know people are, it's just crazy, man. I feel bad for this kid. I, I've been saying this for the last two weeks. 
They build you up to tear you down just to build you up to tear you down and build you up to tear you down again. The kid gets his payday, and and the whole it's like the whole NFL, like players and pundits are, oh, I can't believe they paid him this. Well, mind your business. It's not your business. The Giants were prepared to pay him this. It's what the quarterbacks are making. I just told you what Dak Prescott's making. It's it's just the going rate. This this is not going to be a crazy contract. This is not going to be a bad contract. When this contract is up, whether it's uh, three years from now, four years, no one's going to look at this contract and say, well, that was the Kenny Galladay deal. That's a bad contract. <laughs> Daniel Jones is the leader of this team. Daniel Jones is a good guy. He's a good person. I think something goes. The fact that these guys watched him, right, they didn't know him. They didn't know him from a can of paint. Brian Dable, Joe Shane, these guys come in, Mike Kafka, they come in and they watch him work. They watch him compete. And that's something about Daniel Jones, right? He's always competed. This guy was at Duke playing in the ACC against Clemson and Florida State and Louisville and other teams that had way better recruits, way better offenses and defenses. He battled through that. And coming into this league, I I think this kid – he had so much adversity by the unstable coaching situations, coordinator situations, uh, lack of talent, all these other things. And again, he, he he comes through all of that. And so now to see him get this contract, I'm happy for him. He deserves it. They could have paid him less, but they opted not to, knowing potentially that, hey, if this season goes well for us in year one, like what would you rather have had? Would you have rather had a, a, a down year where you didn't make the playoffs? And Daniel Jones sucked, and then where would you be? You'd be going into this draft trying to trade up to get, like, Bryce Young, who's 5'10 at the Combine. Daniel Jones is a, a legit 6'5", 225, in the gym still trying to get more muscle mass. And I don't know how many times I have to say how hard it is to play quarterback. These quarterbacks don't grow on trees. We don't know what C.J. Stroud is going to be. We don't know what Anthony Richardson is going to be. They have a guy. And he's 25. We'll see how it plays out. This contract is not a contract that's going to hurt the Giants. I think a lot of people in the organization have respect for Daniel Jones. And the the Giants won yesterday. And they got some more winning to do, in my humble opinion. Steve is in Montauk, New York on the fan. You got it, Steve. Hey, what's up, Keith? Thanks for taking the call. Big fan. No problem. You got it. So so I I agree with you, but I also disagree with you. I, I agree with you that the Giants are not going to regret the contract. You know, I look at the alternative. What else were they supposed to do other than sign this guy? There, there weren't a whole lot of options. Go with Tyrod Taylor? Okay, so yeah, Tyrod Taylor is our new quarterback. We'll let Daniel Jones hit uh, free agency, or like, it, or we tag him, and then it's a $32 million cap hit on the 50. Like, no, they did. They won all things considered. This is how giants fans wanted it to go. And it went that way. Right. They, they, they didn't have a lot of alternatives, but I disagree with, you know, Jones, uh, you know, people have been singing his praise to his fans over the last couple of days. The guy played for all intents and purposes, a joke of a schedule this season and had 15 touchdowns. And you look back, you know, my question would be, you actually think the giants, you know, forget Super Bowl, but could make a, a deep playoff run in the near future. You look at the last 15 years or so, there's not that many quarterbacks outside the top 15 that win Super Bowls. If you you'll look over the last 20 years, and Jones is not even close to a top 10 quarterback right yeah. now. Yeah, but so that's they're, a, they're banking on him 
becoming that. I think he can. And I think they plan on opening up the offense so the numbers match. I think they plan on getting him some weapons so that he can have more touchdowns, so that he can have more yards. And, and, and one last point. You know, I was looking over, you know, the situation with the, the Bengals. Do you think there's a chance they go after, at, at some point, T. Higgins? I think the, the Bengals have come out to say he's their guy. You know, they drafted him. They're going to find a way to pay him. Yeah, uh, I think they do find a way to keep um, him together with Jamar Chase. I think maybe, you know, Tyler Boyd might end up uh, going elsewhere. But I think they're going to try and keep Joe Burrow's, you know, top two receivers. They're young. They're going to try and keep those guys together. Yeah, I just I just hope they, they the expectation with the Giants is, is realistic because I, I hope this guy just doesn't, you know, this doesn't mean mediocrity for the next five, ten years. And this guy's just good enough to keep the job but not not bring him deep into no, the playoff run. Thanks for the call, Steve. You're not going anywhere without a quarterback in this league. You're, you're not winning without one. Look at the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes versus Jalen Hurts. That's the number one who won MVP, Patrick Mahomes, and the runner-up, Jalen Hurts. It's a quarterback-driven league. Daniel Jones has the opportunity here in year two to take another step forward. They're not going to be as conservative in the beginning of the season as they were this past season with Daniel Jones. Why not? Like, why would they? He knows the offense. He's got a ton of reps in the offense. Now they will start expanding the offense. Now they will open up the playbook and they will find weapons. They're going to have different receivers. Whether they draft or whether they sign free agents, they're going to have more talent, more weapons. The first order of business was making sure you had a quarterback, making sure you locked in your quarterback that ran the ball, threw the ball, led you to victory this year. I can't look at that schedule last year, and we got to go to break, so I'll do this quick. I can't look at that schedule last year and say that, oh, it was a cream puff schedule or, oh, it wasn't that tough. Week one, they go down and face the Tennessee Titans, who were the number one seed in the AFC. They go steal that game in their building. Then the next week, they beat the Panthers. Okay, I guess you can think whatever you want about the Panthers, especially the way their season went firing their coach and, and where they were. But it still, it still was a win in week two for a first-year head coach and a lot of unknowns. I went to the Dallas loss on Monday Night Football, Cooper Rush, whatever. They beat the Chicago Bears. Then they go to London and beat Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, who if you listen to this station, Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback, Hall of Famer, Super Bowl guarantee, Aaron Rodgers is... Daniel Jones beat him. The other guy whose name is ringing all through sports talk radio and everywhere else, Lamar Jackson. They beat the Baltimore Ravens. I don't have to go through the whole schedule. We got to go to break. It is 8 o'clock. Keith McPherson on the fan. I got another four hours. My guy, Ray Negron, is going to join me at 8.30. We're going to talk Yankees baseball. We're celebrating his 50 years in the game of baseball. And uh, we're going to definitely go over some Anthony Volpe stuff. Keep it locked right here, 877-337-6666. Taking more calls until 8.30. We'll be right back after this.